Yo, it's your girl, Keeping It Funky with Spunky, and At the End of the Day with Cliz Bay. And we're your hosts for your new favorite podcast, About My Business-ish. This podcast is about how everything we learned about money, we learned through hip-hop. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Cliz Bay, what is our topic for today? All right. So for today, we're going to talk about stunting. Here are three categories. Where does it come from? Why do we feel the need to stunt? And also, how does stunning evolve as we get older? So, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So those will be the talking points for today. So where do you think it comes from? All right. So we consulted our trusty source, Urban Dictionary. So credible. Oh, they're right? never wrong. <laughs> right? So credible. But <laughs> according to Urban Dictionary, stunning is high class flashing of your jewelry, money, riches, etc. Made famous by the cash money millionaires. A person who does stunts would be a stunner, S T U N N A, usually showing off diamonds, gold, platinum. Women, cars, and stacks of cash. You can also see bling bling for another reference. Um, and so, yeah, Urban Dictionary. I just, I'm not convinced. Like, so I do agree that Cash Money Millionaires, they put the whole bling bling on the map, mm-hmm. you know, fancy cars, jewelry, all that good stuff. But when I think of stunting and hip hop, I initially think of Diddy for whatever reason. Like when I think of him at the MTV Awards, pulling up on a yacht or always flashing his cars and money, I just immediately think of Diddy and all the videos from the 90s and I don't know. Like, what about you? When you first heard stunting, you thought about Cash Money Millionaires? Absolutely. So with you, like, which I got to know about Spunky, she loves like North rappers, like Jay-Z. That's kind of her speed. I like real ratchet stuff. Um, I'm not going (laughs) to lie. So like, I'm feeling Memphis rappers, you know, New Orleans, Texas, like, you know, Houston, I love that kind of stuff. So anything South, like, and so when I think about stunning, I automatically think about like stun, like my daddy, I think about baby, I think about, Mm -hmm. because those are the lyrics that automatically come to my head. But I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, for this conversation, we're going to, you know, kind of talk about some other rappers that we, that really show that evolution. So I think it's good that we both have different perspectives about that. No, absolutely. And I wonder like if the variation of stunning different referred like based on your demographic location. Like mm. I wonder if it's the same stunning level in the South as in the North or if they view it the same, you know, right. because that could be another standard. It's like you think you're stunned, but in the North, right. we do it this way and vice right. versa. So I think that would be an interesting conversation as well for an, a later date. But that just absolutely. came to my mind when you separated the two. Yeah. Because Overall, we're just talking about hip hop, but then you put it into these categories and it could be different levels of stunning and how that's viewed. So that's interesting. It's sure. levels. For sure. I mean, but why do you think that we need to have to have the need to stunt? You know, I just think some of that is just rooted in us showing off for others. It's not really internal, like, and social media has only made that worse, but oh, I want to get from you. You know, as we kind of said in our intro, we're going to always make these connections with with song lyrics. And we do this all the time in our normal just mm-hmm. conversations that me and Spunky have. Right. And so when I think about why we stunt, I automatically, you know, think about pop culture's influence and what better way than to pull out some song lyrics so um i'm really thinking about jay-z and jd's song money anything you remember that song spunky 
Right. And so here's a lyric. He says, and this is like JD and Jay-Z. They're kind of collaborating, talking on this point, but he says, come on, y'all. Come on. Y'all want to floss with us? Cause all across the ball, all across the ball, we burn it up, drop a little paper, baby, toss it up. You're slacking on your pimp and turn it up. See the money ain't a thing. And mm. so when I dissect these lyrics and really think about it, it's like, what is he saying here? Like, what are they saying here? He's saying, right. yo, you need to up up your game. You not mm-hmm. pimping like us to do right. this or to have what we got. This is what you got to look like to floss. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, to floss means basically like to stun. It's a synonym for exactly. stunning. Um, and then to end with money ain't a thing. That's asserting that I can throw this money and maybe it's going to magically replenish itself. There is no, you know, plan here as to, you know, well, how are you really getting this money? How are you keeping your wealth? Mm -hmm. It's just saying it ain't a thing. Just like water, you know, I'm spending Mm -hmm. my money like I would just, you know, drink some water. There ain't nothing. So you're arguing that our need for stunning Essentially comes from hip hop and the illustration, like the picture that they want to draw for us and how we're supposed to live our life plays into why we feel like we need to stunt, period. Absolutely. That's 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 pretty interesting to see that correlation, because, you know, in professional stunning, you have certain levels of stunning. Professional, you have the hood rich, you have the rich and then you have the wealthy. And it's all four of those dynamics are just totally different in some senses because, you know, professional stunt with my kids in private school, I drive the range, I drop mm-hmm. them off, I got the Birkin bag or, you know, those how they would evolve is, or see stunting. Whereas the hood person, you know, the new J's or the Wilt yep. with the twenty twos or you know, the They on twenty eights now, friend. Now. They on twenty eights. Oh, they on twenty eight. Sorry, yeah. I'm outdated. <laughs> They moved up. They moved up. So, you know, that's one part of it. Then, of course, you know, you have the rich who are can afford it. And we just view their lifestyles as the rich and famous. And then the wealthy is just on a whole different level. But so we I feel like we would be more closely rooted in our day to day, seeing more of the professionals and, you know, just the hood rich people that you see standing. So in those two parallels, you're saying that when they hear this song, they want to stunt. Just how Jay-Z and J.D. Let me clarify. I'm not saying that everybody is depending on hip hop music to make their financial decisions or their, you know, what they do with their money. But just like with anything, I feel like we become subconsciously programmed to think Mm -hmm. this way. Um, You know, I teach in an urban uh, urban school district here in Birmingham and Mm -hmm. majority black and what I see with these kids, it's like, you know, they got these grills. They got all mm-hmm. the J's that come out. They're going to have their designer belts. So you're prioritizing what you, you know, what you look like over, mm-hmm. you know, actual real assets. No, absolutely. And I feel like a part of that is just a status where when you, when I walk around, I want you to see and view me in this light. Wayne said, if I don't do nothing, I'm a ball. Right. <laughs> exactly. So to me, that just seems like the world could be crashing, but I'm still going to pull up Listen, like in my new shoes. Or my grill, my new shoes, my multiple gold right. chains, diamonds. Mm-hmm. We can't overlook 
hip hop's influence. I mean, our whole podcast is everything we know about finances yeah. and money. We learn from hip hop. So yeah. if your first introduction on how to spend money is looking at Cash Money Millionaires, looking at Diddy, looking at some of these other artists, you're going to fall victim to that because you think that's a, that's what life is. This right. is what it's all about. Do you think that this is just a time period in your life that you're going to have of just stunning? Because you can argue, I believe Jay-Z released that he may have been in his 20s, you know, compared yeah. to some of the older lyrics. So could you argue this is just a time period and then I eventually I'm so. move off? I think so. I think that, you know, um, if we're talking about evolution, I think definitely the older that you get, um, the more wisdom that you have. And... I mean, the perfect example of that, of Jay-Z's own evolution, um, is in the story of OJ and where he says, wish I could take it back to the beginning. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like two million. That same building today is worth 25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So it's like that. He's saying, essentially, I wish I would have known, you know, then what I know now. And mm-hmm. so right. what better way to, you know, than to feedback into like these younger rappers and what if they were talking about the stuff that Jay-Z is talking about now? Like, how would exactly. that look in, in our communities? Like, no, how absolutely. could that change? Because people would follow behind that. Exactly. And to have the idea of, like you pointed out, so instead of looking at it, oh, it's just a time period where I'm just going to kick it from 20 to 35, whatever. Mm-hmm. What if you started doing the things that Jay-Z wished he would have known at 25? Right. And then by the time you're 40, you'll be past Jay-Z because you would have been already had the blueprint laid out, making those sacrifices and keeping it moving. And, you know, I'm talking to myself because I feel yeah. like we need a constant reminder that this is short term. Like whatever yes. we buy that's flashy or for the stunt piece, mm-hmm. that's short term. That's a short term game. And really, it's all about mental and how you think people view you, because at the end of the day, I mean, if you're going to you're going to be who you are. So I think trying to buy your way into a certain demographic or into a certain perception is how we lose. You know, black people are the most the number one consumers like in the world or in America. And it's like, but the same token, we also are have seven times less the wife, the seven times less the average household wealth than our white mm-hmm. counterparts. You know, that's, that's a disconnect. That's, yeah. that's not okay. And I, and I do know that the power of economic wealth, you know, that comes with the things that we want with regards to police reform and voter registration and having access to all those different things. That's driven by the, the almighty dollar. All know? of it is so connected. And it just makes me think about, and you brought up, you know, disparities, you know, we have socioeconomic disparities in the black community, right. health disparities, you know, it's like right. all these things. But like you said, it, it's all tied into money. And I think Absolutely. that once we start having more conversations about the psychology behind all that, like why are we acting like mm-hmm. this? And I ain't gonna lie, not just trying to push our podcast, but music right. has a very big influence. Think about the one thing that you listen to on a regular, you inhibit that on the subconscious end. So how do you think it has evolved? I know we hit on Jay-Z in the beginning with money and anything, but how do you think it evolves as far as our stunting as we get older? Does it get worse? Does it get better? Are we more aware? Yeah, so I think that as we get older, our priorities change. For example, Mm -hmm. when we have kids, 
we think more so about our legacy. What are we leaving behind for them? So it's not just about us as an individual. Mm -hmm. Then you bring in a spouse and all these different things. So as we get older, we may prioritize saving more or we we may prioritize what does our credit look like? What, you know, Mm -hmm. if I die, what am I going to leave for my kids? What am I going to leave for my spouse? And so you start to move differently. And we can definitely see that in Jay-Z's lyrics versus when he was saying stuff like, I'll be forever macking. Now you're a whole dad of three with a wife and you're moving completely different than you were in your 20s. So I think that we can definitely relate to his evolution and, and see it in our own lives. And I think, too, the variation or the standard of stunning does evolve. Also, when the rappers started getting a clothing line and tequilas and, you know, investing in property. Rick Ross is a perfect example. He just recently bought a franchise of the Wingstop for his kid for his 16th birthday. Typically, you know, for the 16th birthday party, they pulling up in the range or the Rolls Royce. Instead, he's in a different experience. That changes your mindset of splurging and stunning. And instead, it changes it. It changes the narrative of stunning. Because to him, that is stunning. I mean, 16 years old, have your own franchise. That's the variation of stunning. It's just in a more beneficial way. So that makes me think about who was it? The um, money bags girlfriend Ari, which I really don't know what her true profession is, but she just brought bought property for him, and so it's exactly. you know they've been talking about that a lot on social media this past week. Mm-hmm. So the, even those expectations with these rappers or what they're prioritizing, they're realizing now that if I have these properties, if I have this, this is where my true wealth is coming from. No, I agree hundred percent, and I think that if we start viewing that as a level of stunning. I think that could be a good thing for a community yes. because at least you investing your money in something that's going to be like you mentioned earlier. What was that key term? Asset. We'll be right back after our You Got McDonald's Money segment, which is an ode to parents everywhere who tried to teach us fiscal responsibility. Stay tuned. Let's get into our you got McDonald's money moment mm-hmm. where we talk about the benefits of meal pre- meal prepping. Awesome. Have you ever done that, Clis Bay? I've heard this, good things. Yes. And this is my favorite part of the show, guys. So with meal prepping, I've done that before. I've used HelloFresh um, and I oh, really, nice. really like that service. You can... Mm-hmm tailor it to two people but if you when you subs- do your subscription so you can get it for like $140 for 4 weeks mm-hmm. um or 160 so it kind of varies but they do specials where you can get a certain amount of meals for free when you first start and like mm-hmm. when you refer people and things like that so it's a really good service and I love that subscription because if you're somebody who likes to eat well, but you really don't know all the recipes, they send in the boxes an actual recipe card and it goes step by step pictures and they send all the ingredients that you need in the box. So it makes it super easy for you to make those meals, store them and have them for the week. And that way you're not spending so much extra money going to fast food restaurants or 
doing all these things so you can still eat fresh. One of the top things that I've heard from meal prepping is that it saves time, you save money, you get better management of your portion size, which portion houses are extremely important, especially if you're trying to, you know, tighten it up before the holidays or, yes. you know, get some of them COVID pounds off, which I am totally guilty of gaining. And also, too, I mean, we, we can't negate the whole inspiration of others that meal prepping can provide where you can start your own YouTube format for that if you come yes. up with good, delicious meals, which could also be another stream income. So yep. now at that point, you may get sponsorships that pay for your meal prepping options. I mean, who knows? Sky's the limit. Now it's time for us to wrap up this episode. We're going to leave you with a keeping it funky with Spunky. And at the end of the day with Cliss Bay. And my nugget from this episode would be that everything, everything is temporary. The sooner you get over temporary satisfaction, the sooner you gain freedom. What about you, Cliss Bay? So my end of the day with Cliss Bay nugget is this. Don't be afraid of growth, even if it means leaving close friends or your comfort zone. I love that. As we close out today's episode, remember, investment before dividend always. Keep doing right by others. Your reward is coming soon. Peace and love. love. Tune in for new episodes every Tuesday. Subscribe to our podcast on all major platforms, iTunes, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Don't forget to follow us on IG at underscore about underscore my underscore business underscore ish to learn more about our episodes. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and subscribe on our YouTube page.